Listen. Sometimes people make art and that art is not very good. And and some people might really really like it. And then they will also make art, but instead of making art, they pretend to. And instead of thinking of something interesting or new, they take the art that they liked, that was maybe not very good, and just sort of mix it around a little bit, sort of stir it up a little bit, and then just put tits on it. <laughs> and, and that is how we got Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've got my shirt on. I've got my necklace on. I'm ready. Welcome to City Wave Cinema. This is the hundredth fucking episode of this podcast. If you are listening to this in the future, we have done a hundred episodes and we are so excited. And I definitely manipulated James so much to get this hundredth episode out to you guys. I'm super excited. I... I read all the Fifty Shades of Grey books, and I've seen all the movies, so it's like it's like the first episode. Just instead of Harry Potter and wholesome goodness, it's it it's smut. <laughs> the, you know, there's there's comparisons to be made between uh, Twilight and Fifty Shades. Decidedly so, as Fifty Shades is just a, a knockoff of. Twilight. Um, Written by Snow Princess Queen, I think her fucking name was, or uh, some bullshit. Who gives a shit? Uh, But the... Listen, at least when I watched every single Twilight movie to woo you, (laughs) there was a director who directed and did direction not Uh well. Not I was well. like, no, 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 fucking not well. What's her bucket from the first one does not count. And there was also writers Catherine who Hardwick. did writing, and there was writing. Mm-hmm. What Fifty Shades has that Twilight doesn't have boobs. Boobs, first of all, but also actors who really, really tried. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it up front. Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson tried so hard to do serious acting. And you don't think Rob Patz did? I think Rob Patz did the first time. No, I think for the first movie he did. No, we're not fucking talking about Twilight. (laughs) But I've seen the actors from Twilight in other movies that are not Twilight. And I know they have the ability to do serious acting. So it's a fucking shame. Now, in Fifty Shades. You've said that name so many times. I, I, I'm just, it's what the show's about. It's, I'm just going to keep saying it. Jamie Dornan has like five moments in the whole movie where he does serious, proper, good acting. Most of it is facial expressions or body language. Uh, so I cannot with any confidence believe that the director told him what to do. I think he did it by himself because the director doesn't have a history of directing movies or anything of consequence or uh, worth. So the director 
is a no one. She's a lovely lady. She She's directed married. a lot of uh, music videos. Music videos. Right. So nothing of consequence. I, I love music videos, but she came from music videos to direct a porn. And based on what I was reading about it, she wanted an NC-17 porn. That's what it should have been. That's what it was written as. Honestly. To my knowledge. I mean, like, if you're going to make it, like, book accurate, it wouldn't sell as money and make as much money. But if you were going to make it book accurate, you needed, it's, it's NC-17 it's NC content. Yes, the studios would never allow it because no. they gave them $40 million worth of budget. And they're not going to blow $40 million on an NC-17 movie that more than half the populace can't watch. Uh, so that was never going to fly. So they had to make it rated R, okay? You almost see a penis. Almost. You see a shitload of Dakota Johnson's boobs. And the just endless, endless tirade of meaningless, confusing, wooden dialogue in this faithful adaptation has me distinctly concerned about what everyone was so fucking obsessed reading. I don't want to say it's like the death of literature because you're not you're not going to it to read literature. You're going to it to read smut. So ooh, ooh, it's just so bad. Okay, there's notes. Now, I will say, now, as a fan fiction, fan fiction author myself, we're not really known for our good dialogue. <laughs> most everyone's on there to write smut or read smut about their favorite characters banging. Like, that's pretty much most of fanfiction.net. It's why there's... They have a website? Yeah. Fanfiction.net. I, I I've never done fanfiction. I will not tell you my author name. Okay. But fanfiction.net all right. is where you can find all that. Let's break this motherfucker down. All right, we're into the notes portion. Because, listen, there I have, how many did I end up with? 89 notes. I think that's the most you've ever taken. It is the most notes I've taken on a movie since we started the show. Oh, 50 movies, I've never hit 89 notes. So, we start in Seattle. And frankly, I think that's a good choice because every other super horny movie I've ever heard of or known about happens in New York, and that's trite and lame as fuck. So, Seattle, plus one. Uh, we have two characters, neither of which will grow or be interesting for the whole movie. We have Christian Grey, who's a runner, um, and we... <laughs> Of all the things you listen to. That's the first thing you see him do is put on shoes, put on a shirt, and run. It's the it's the how we were introduced to Christian Gray is he runs. And then he runs into a uh I think he he runs around Seattle and then he winds up back at his apartment, I think. Or he goes to the office, I'm not sure. Uh and then Dakota Johnson's character, whose name is directly out of one of those uh, stripper name generators from the internet, you know? Like, what street were you born on? Your name's Anastasia. What's your last name? 
Steal with another E. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Could have written an interesting name or something that wasn't so... Listen, if it works for the fanfic, it works for the fanfic. This is a movie. Well, in the fanfic, it was Bella. Well, okay, that's that's. They fair. did all the changing of things when she decided to take oh, this fanfic man. and make it into I a book. I wanted so badly to give credit to the poor screenwriters who had to rehash this nightmare of a story into be like being something sellable to the general populace. But no, I can't do that because the fanfic was written about Edward and Bella and... The movie is written about Christian Grey, which is a fine name. It's not even an all-the-way porn name, so it's, like, almost good. It's like, eh, it's not very creative. It's very bland and bleak. But Anastasia Steele? Fuck off. That sucks. That just sucks. It wouldn't That's surprise me real if people. when she went to go, like, turn it into a book if she to just go to, like, one of those random character name generators. Dude, I, like... for every D&D campaign I write, I go to the random name generator every time. The author did get paid for this series. We just looked it up, actually, before the recording of this podcast. She made approximately $95 million. Yes. For the films and uh, the films she got paid $5 million for. For the residuals, the, she's made a fucking yeah. For the rights, she sold for five million, and then she's made ninety five million from the sales of the books. Thank you. Oh, that's just from the books. Mm -hmm. I thought she made ninety five million off the movies and the residuals. Not with the residuals. She sold the she sold the rights to the books for five million, so it's included in the ninety five million that she made from the books. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know what she's making for residuals. Now, we start with Anastasia, uh, having a job pawned off on her by her roommate now these are allegedly seniors in college now at one point in time i was a senior in college and at no point in time during my time as a senior in college did any of the people i was in college with look like the 26 year old uh 26 year olds playing the college seniors it's i mean they look like lovely ladies, but they look like they're in their mid to late 20s and not Are you telling me I didn't 20. look like Dakota Johnson when I was 22? No, your boobs are better. Oh. Um, so They are. <laughs> <laughs> I've been murdered. Uh, she has to go. They're, they're at university in Portland at some made up college. And her roommate is like a journalism major of some sort. And she's pawned off this interview job with the extremely successful, mysterious, gajillionaire uh, Christian Grey because she's <coughs> too sick. <coughs> she doesn't. She looks pathetic. She does not look sick at all. They didn't do any work to make her look as sick or like uh, she could I mean they could have done a million different things to make her look like she actually could not go to this interview but instead she just looks like she's there and it's not until it is said out loud that she is sick that you understand oh oh so she got okay that's weird anyways uh, bit of banter back and forth about do you make sure you have all the stuff to go to this interview and Dakota Johnson's character, I, I'm never going to fucking say Anastasia Steele because it's not a real name. Anastasia. It's just, it's so fucking bad. Anna. Um, so 
Mysterio. She has a fucking. She makes mention that she has a 4.0 GPA. Okay. And the whole time, she's getting chastised by her journalism roommate, who ends up valedictorian later. So she's obviously smart. Allegedly. I was like, Kate's very smart. Kate's smart, allegedly. The list of questions she gave to Anastasia to go ask Christian Grey are dumb as fuck. Uh, having done some journalism fair, classes... we only hear, like, five of them. That's true. And having done some journalism classes, I can tell you not a single one of those questions would have been on my interview packet. Not one. They are all terrible. I want to know, because she had some in there, like, are you gay? So I want to know what the other ones were that Anastasia just couldn't freaking muscle through through her stumbling and awkwardness. Dude. Oh, wow. We Kate okay. stands in this house. We Kate's the most interesting character in the movie. How are you that good at being a school valedictorian and that bad at everything else? Um, so she shoves the job off on us, Anastasia. <laughs> makes mention of how smart she is. She's got a 4.0 GPA. Of course I can find my way to fucking Seattle. Oh, my God. Uh... So she goes, and they the whole time, all the cinema, and it's it's the first time in a long while that we've done a movie review where I paid really close attention to the way things are shot, the way things sound. Is it because there wasn't a lot happening? Uh, yeah, it's because not a lot goes on. Um, and you don't even get to sex in the movie until like 45 minutes in. So for 45 minutes, you're just sort of sit, sitting there like taking in the sights of Seattle and Dakota Johnson. It's so pretty. I want to live there so bad. We can't afford to live there. Um, they also did a really like everything's so on the nose. The whole movie. It's just so on the nose. Like. If you tone back half the shit they do to insinuate that she's just mad horny over this guy. It would be a plausible movie. <laughs> like, the amount of time she's just like, she bites her lip like 4,000 times. Okay, I take it back. You could get me to rewatch this movie on the sole mission of counting every single time she bites her lip in the movie and just writing it down at the end of it. Someone that, on the internet's done that. Someone on the I know someone on the internet's done it, so I'm never going to do it, but find out how many times she does it. She bites her lip so many fucking times. And, oh my God, if you did a shot for every time she bites her lip, you'd be fucked up after an hour and a half. Blacked out after two hours. Um, she goes to the office and they do all this camera work and all this stuff to make her seem small and like she's dressed uninteresting when in reality, like she's wearing a lot of blue and a lot of color and she's maybe one of the most colorful things you see on screen, despite like they intentionally try to make her look plain and boring. 14. That's not true. You, you can't count the pencil. It's just she pushes the lip into her teeth. It's a bite. We counted all the full frontal and lip biting shots just for you, says the internet. 14, Jesus Christ. 14 lip bites. I'm going to rewatch it and count at least 47. Oh, you heard it. He's going to rewatch it. Oh, it's, oh God. Uh, I, I've had alcohol tonight, okay? Um. 
So she goes to the office. And it's only 11 in the book. All the camera work is to make her look small and uninteresting and all that shit. Goes up the elevator into the office, the front office area. Now, let's get one thing straight. At no point in time do we know what the fuck Christian Grey does. He is a businessman who does business. <laughs> his, He's a CEO of Grey Enterprises. He His business does business things. And at any point in time, if she asks about the business or what the business does or what's happening with the business, he says, you don't need to worry about it. What the fuck does he do? I don't know, but eventually he buys the publishing company that she ends up getting a job for to control her more. Jesus Christ! Listen, this motherfucker is like Elon Musk if Elon Musk had the moves, okay? And he he, he doesn't even have the moves. Christian Grey doesn't have the moves. He's just got a, a chiseled chin. And curly hair and abs. Oh, Jimmy Dornan's so pretty. He do be having abs. He's so pretty to he, look at. He's He do be having abs. I can't get, I cannot picture Charlie Hunnam. I can't. He do be having abs too. I know, but he just doesn't look like Christian and Jamie Dornan looks like Christian. You know what? You know what? We couldn't have had Charlie Hunnam do it. You know why? Why? Because Charlie Hunnam would have tried to make the character interesting and not tried to be faithful. And Jamie Dornan tried to be faithful. So I love him. I, I clearly. Settle down. <laughs> it's getting steamy in here. God. It is, is it? Did anyone turn the air on? Uh, yeah, I turned the air on. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> The whole interview, he says he has 10 minutes for, which is like, okay, that's not a lot, but, you know, we'll make do. Uh, and they just sort of look at each other the whole time because she, oh, oh, I, I forgot to mention when she's in the front office, almost all the people you see in this office are women and every one of them is a fucking smoke show okay all of them if you'll notice too they are all blonde they They're are not all blonde. christian's type christian goes for brunettes yes but he staffs his company with bombshells to avoid temptation front right and center to avoid temptation they're all blonde bombshells that's fucking they're not his type so he doesn't have to worry about fraternizing oh my god but they he's throw... so weird already i don't I don't think he would need to worry about it. He's so, but you know what? People still try to fuck Elon Musk's, you know? So you can't, you can't. I literally almost threw up. Yeah, well, what does he do besides weird shit? At least Christian and Anna didn't name their child some weird math equation. They have a child? Eventually, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Because Anastasia sucks at following instructions. So, well... She does that on purpose. Um, Not this time. Oh. She didn't go to her doctor's appointment, because in the book, she does the shots. And she did not renew her shots. That sounds like dumbassery. She's stupid. She's not a smart person. No! 4.0 in passing classes. She's uh, 4.0 in English literature. Right. Not but in life. She didn't have a plan. I also love that like he asked her what her plan was for after she graduated, and she was like... I don't fucking know. I'm just trying to pass <laughs> finals. That might be the most genuine part of the movie. What senior with a 4.0 in English literature has a plan for what they're going to do 
after graduation. You're, not one, I tell you. You're either teaching, you're going into editing, or you're going into publishing. Yep, not a sing. no one, no one has a plan. Uh, so she goes, gets led into the interview, which she has 10 minutes for. Uh, she trips over nothing and falls directly into his office. We gotta make um, her look klutzy, because she's Bella. She never looks klutzy again for the rest of the movie. Uh, in fact, for the rest of the movie, when you see Dakota Johnson on screen, she's either wearing clothes and not moving, or not wearing clothes and moving very lively. So... I don't know where this, like, we got to make her look like a fucking klutz came from. So, fuck me. Uh, she goes, and he helps her up, all this shit. He makes fun of her for the entire interview. Because she's terrible. She's not in journalism. She's not even supposed to be there. And she's reading the questions from the packet, some of them. And all the questions are bad. He even makes fun of the questions. Like, Kate did not prepare her for shit. Kate tried to, and she did brush her off. She's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in the movie's an idiot. Um, so Except Kate. Kate's got a good head on her shoulders. Eventually. So, but Kate is a terrible journalist, if that's the questions that she prepared. Um, Again, we only hear four of them. We get about four minutes into the interview that is supposed to be ten minutes. And... She's asked like one. A bombshell walks in and says, your next meeting is ready. And he said, fuck off. We're not done. And that's how you know this di- this dude's fucking weird. Um, so. This she, dude is DTF. This dude is also a walking red flag. So much. So the meeting is canceled. He stays with Anastasia for a little while, uh, in which he gets she, to know her. she stops giving an interview and starts a job interview. Uh, in order to become uh, his new Play, obsession, toy, uh, other derogatory things, you know, just holy Christ. Uh, eventually, the interview is over. He walks her out to the elevator, does not notice when he steals the question packet from her notebook. Uh, probably because she's just so horny. He did it as she turned. Like, yeah, but up? they did. Once again, I'm paying attention to the th- way they filmed it, and the way they filmed it, he moves without trying to be sneaky. He grabs it, and it makes a shitload of noise. You hear it very audibly go. <laughs> you just hear all the paper sound. Or Mike hated that. Yeah, well, whatever. You hear all the paper sound, and. The door is closed. You get your iconic shot with the Christian Anastasia. (laughs) Everyone's horny. Uh, And she goes back to fucking Nowheresville. I feel like I need to put a disclaimer on myself right now and just say I love love. I acknowledge that this is... I acknowledge that this is very problematic. I acknowledge that he is not a good person. I acknowledge that there are a lot of things... That are wrong here, and there are a lot of red flags. Um, but as I told James when we were watching the movie, I was like, really, no one should take my judgment to heart because my entire dating history reads as a red flag guidebook. And also, I'm just I'm I'm a genuine hopeless romantic, and I just want people to have love and be loved. 
and anything that goes with that. That's not what these two are about. They're about hate fucking. It's what she's about. She no, wants- she's about being a dumb fuck the entire movie. Carry on, James. Carry on. I just needed to put a disclaimer on myself that I am a hopeless romantic and I just want them to both be happy and be loved. All right. Another point about the way they made the movie, because I really only paid attention to it in the beginning part. Uh, They did a lot of color correction during the interview scene um, in which it's not super noticeable unless you're looking for it, but they really do up Dakota Johnson's eyes to be this like super pale blue. And it's like poppy, very poppy because her sweater is dark blue her skirts, dark blue. So the pale blue of her eyes is really poppy. Jamie Dornan has naturally dark eyes. They're like, I don't even know what fucking color they are. I couldn't tell you after looking through picture after picture of him to make sure I wasn't crazy about how they did color correction on it. But they color corrected his eyes down even darker into an almost all the way black. And it's fucking creepy. It's not cute. It's not hot. It's just creepy. That's the point during that scene. Is that he's a horrible, horrible criminal looking creep? Is that the point? He's supposed to be looking like a like threatening, like a predator a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Once again, on the nose all the way. Not a damn thing in the movie is subtle. No. We're not here for fucking subtlety. No, we're here for we're here for porn. Uh there's so very little of that. Anyone who went to 50 Shades or read 50 Shades looking for porn is going to be severely disappointed with a good uh, over 50% of it. Yeah, there's a lot of like dialogue that sucks and There's a lot of romance. It's no there isn't. No, there's not. There is not. There's just a lot of arguing. Later. There's some business dealings. Book two. All right. Well, that's not what we watched, is it? No. No. Will I ever get that to happen? Fuck no. Okay. Fuck no. Please tune in for our 200th episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to have to watch some other dumb shit. Like a mystery science theater. Yeah, now, see, now the fun's over. So the like, we'll have to, we'll have to throw dead. that in. We'll have to throw Fifty Shades Darker like in the boat. Okay, so she drives all the way back to Portland soaking the seat of her roommate's car the whole way. Uh, And then she gets in and like horny makes herself a sandwich. I think it's like a hundred miles. That's a lot. It's like driving to Waco (laughs) or farther, actually. Um, Kate sucks. But uh, God, it's all just so stupid. Now, a little later, Anastasia goes to work, and she works at a, at a like, mom-and-pop construction shop, basically. How long is it? Two it's hours? Like three hours. It's a three-hour drive. So, Anastasia's at work. I think this is, like, the next day or something. And she gets a phone call from her mom on her fucking flip phone in the year of our Lord, 2015. Yeah. Uh... I guess to emphasize how fucking broke she is, but... She's a broke college kid. She's got a flip phone. I don't know. She drives an old beat-up bug. I don't know. Her mom's got cash. So... Her mom is not a good mom, either. No, she's a shit lady. Yeah. So, she gets a phone call from her mom. 
in which we find out that her fourth stepdad broke his foot golfing. How? Question mark. Uh, and that means that her mom cannot fly to Seattle from Georgia to watch her child, her only child? Yeah. Her only child graduate from college, which is a monstrous go fuck yourself. Yeah. Holy shit. Could a character have a redeeming quality? Could one? Kate's got at least one. I was like, Kate's got a few. She calls out red flags about Christian early on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kate's also an idiot, but Kate Kate does have, like, a head on her shoulders about dudes. She's also a valedictorian. Somehow. She's also a good friend. I think she, like, genuinely wants the best for Anastasia. That's great. Where Kate stands in this house. Kate... Kate is the opposite of Tina Goldstein. Um, every time Kate's on screen, we go, yeah! A character! Whoa! It's not a sex robot! Yeah! <sighs> Fuck, I'm just like... I'm just stuck having to remember watching this movie and it's just very deeply upsetting, okay? It's, I can't stand it. I, I cannot stand it. It was so fucking awful. The dog finally moved. I can sit where I'm supposed to. Holy shit. Um, so she, she hangs up with her mom after finding out her mom's a giant piece of shit. Uh, and coworker asks her to come help him do something. And she walks around a corner and for the first of at least three times in the movie is jump scared by uh, public enemy number one, Christian Grey. Christian shows up in a lot of places he's not supposed to be. Right. How is like this magazine cover millionaire businessman just walking into this hardware store? How is that not a big deal? I mean, he's in... He's a CEO, so, like, unless you're into business, I couldn't pick out Elon Musk on the street, to be fair. Well, he, that's easy. He, like Zuckerberg, is the one that looks like a lizard. I also probably couldn't pick out Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, he looks like a, a super lizard. So, I literally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that, because, like, as a CEO, now if it was an actor or a YouTuber, I can pick them out just fine. But, like, yeah, just a random CEO who owns a fucking company that does some shit that we don't even know about? Yeah, no, couldn't <laughs> tell you what he fucking looks like. Out of out of curiosity, do the books explain what Grey Industries does? You could pay me $1,000 right now. I could get 1,000 subscribers on this channel right now, and I could not fucking tell you what Christian Grey's job is. Uh, he accrues business in people, and they make him money. That's His job is business. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because now I need to know what Christian Grey does for a living. Okay, so he's there and he gets her to help him find some stuff around the store, uh, all of which is very on the nose shit for what we know is coming, which is some kinky sexual activity. Um, I believe the list is cable ties, rope, masking tape. And what was the other thing? No, those are the only three things. Those are the only three things? She suggests coveralls so he doesn't get his clothes dirty, and he says, what if I just take all my clothes off? Right. So, once again, we're not getting any awards for uh, how anything is written in this movie, okay? It's... Okay. All right, what Pause. does what does he do? 
Explain what he does before I... Oh my god. The company is involved in a range of industries, including telecommunications, agriculture, and technology. More specifically, Gray Enterprises is a conglomerate that invests in various businesses and industries, such as telecommunications, energy, and aerospace. Okay, okay. I can kind of tell you what his job is. His job is to make executive decisions about where money from investors goes. So he is making business dealings, and I only know this because I get to be in the background of some kind of important meetings at my job now. Um, He gets to make decisions about where money goes that other people in like basically give him money to invest into stuff. Yes. He's kind of like a mailman of money. Yes. Which is honestly, if you're going to have a job where you don't have to do job, it's to own real estate. But if you're going to do a job that has a little bit to do with job, uh, it's controlling where money goes. And that is what Christian Gray does. That's great. That's, that's very helpful, actually. Okay. His job is job. His job is people. His job is people. Fuck him. Um, so I will say I need to put this out there. Another disclaimer that at least two times during the movie. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so upsetting. James said that he related to something about Christian Grey. Mm, mm, mm. So for someone it's, who's it's sitting here upsetting claiming that Christian Grey has no substance and all this nonsense, James related to his character at least twice. The first time is when he says he's good at people. Which has been a hallmark of my personality for years, and I was very upset when he said it out loud. As I, I, oh my god, I was so frustrated. I was like, first of all, how dare you take a character that has no substance and give him an ounce. And it doesn't turn out to do anything, because consistently for the rest of the movie, he is canonically bad at people. He's just bad at Anastasia, and she's bad at being a person anyway, so... You know what? He might be good at people. We just never have the opportunity to see it. Because <laughs> because he has to be around Anastasia the whole time. And she isn't people. She is a weird alien person. She's not real. She's a lizard. Um, What was the other time? I don't even remember because it was at the end of the movie. I don't remember. Uh, fuck if I know. I just remember there were two times. So, so that's, all, that's all that was important. Okay, the the we got to come back to it. The shopping list at the fucking hardware store. Okay, yes, that's where we were. Rope. Yes. Immediately, because of the movie you're watching, you think, oh, that's kinky. Uh, masking tape, you think, weird, what the fuck? And cable ties. The ultimate serial killer package. Right. Three things. Of these three things... Not one of them should be purchased from a hardware store for what you're trying to do, and two of them just shouldn't be purchased for what you're trying to do anyway. It's in the contract later. He uses them. Right, well, he's fucking bad at it. I did a little looking. He's fucking bad at his lifestyle. If his lifestyle is to be a dominant in BDSM shit, he's bad at it. Cable ties are panned universally. Because they they can hurt you. That's not the point. Rope also needs, if you're going to buy it, it needs to be from somewhere that specializes in the type of rope you're using 
Or if you're gonna get some dog shit from the hardware store, it has to be treated for a long time to make it properly usable and have the longevity to last a long time. You can't just be buying fucking twine, especially the fucking non-organic fiber twine that we have some of actually that we use on our raft because if you get that shit in your wrist, you have an allergic reaction to it. It could fucking kill you. Our raft twine is not good twine. It's also terrible twine. Um, what the fuck else was it? Masking tape? Just don't use tape. Just don't. It's not comfy at all. No one, okay, I don't know how much research you did, but no one in the BDSM culture uses tape. I find that really hard to believe. Uh, they probably do in porn. Anyway. I'm not, I do, thought, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting it on my search history. She, she, she treats this grocery list like it's a fucking, like he's remodeling or painting something. And the, she makes a comment about it. And I was like, wouldn't he have bought paint if he was planning to paint something? Also, if he's planning to paint something, what's the cable ties for? And what's the rope for? What is any of this for, Anastasia, if not for some weird kinky shit? God, she's so stupid. Um, fast forward two minutes, and he has agreed to do a photo shoot for the journalism thing that he did earlier. Just to see her the again. Interview. It's right. He did it so that he could see her again, and not for anything else, because this journalism bit isn't going to do anything for his business. Not at all. Uh, and so he's there. Photographer wants him to smile. The photographer, also a predator, but not a good one. Uh, no, we don't like him. No, he he's a loser. So, photographer asks him to smile. He does not smile. <laughs> it's just like, dude, come on, man. He's got the smolder down pat. I will say Jamie Dornan has a fucking great smolder. Uh, just, I can't do a smolder. I can't. Uh, I, I, I really can't. So... He leaves that, he takes his tie, puts it in his pocket, and you can just see it bouncing out of his pocket like a fucking tail, and it bothered me. It doesn't, it's not a real complaint, but it was just silly. Um, so then they go to a coffee shop. And at this coffee shop, he goes on an almost date with Anastasia, uh, in which they don't consume hardly any of their coffee, they do a little bit of acting, and then they leave. There's a lot of hand acting. There is a lot of hand acting, and, and Dakota Johnson does all the hand acting, and she does a damn fine job at it. Now, I have done a student short film. You've done a couple. In, done which, a in which we shot in a coffee shop. Oh, you did do that. So, I'm watching this. It was a Starbucks, too. I'm watching this scene and I'm watching it going, okay, that shot's fine. Okay, I see what they're looking for here. And just cinematically, the sequence is, it's good. But it's good in the, oh, the student film major is graduating and making something. It's not good in the, like, mastering the craft of cinema. But then again, the budget was $40 million, and so they probably didn't get a mastering cinema guy to do the cinematography. Is that sarcasm? No. 
40 million's a lot of fucking dollars. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking dollars, but you know how much they spend on the mastering of cinematography guys? No. Lots of those guys, like Oscar winners, are pulling... I looked this up because I wanted to do cinematography for a yeah, while. Yeah, no, I trust uh, you. I just am confused. pulling like one to five million on those pictures just as a baseline salary. So if you're going to take a 4% margin out of your budget just to pay the cinematographer... They can't do that. They had to pay The weekend and Ellie Goulding. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> out of that $40 million budget, they had to license all that fucking music. She wrote that song for this movie. Yes. They had to pay to shoot in Seattle, which is already out the ass expensive. And then they subbed in a lot of Vancouver because it's way less expensive. And then they had to- So fill, Twilight. Then they had to shoot in Georgia because unlike Twilight, she's in Georgia, not Arizona. Did they actually shoot in Arizona for Twilight? No one knows. I don't know. Um, but man, it's just the budget for the movie is small. And when you think about it like that, this cinematographer did a lot with a little. Oh God, we're 40 minutes in and we're only on note 22. Listen, I haven't been really reading my notes. I'm using them as a guide to keep myself on track. Um so it's still not helping the case here. This is also, in this scene in the coffee shop, the first instance of Christian Grey being an absolutely psychopath control freak. Yes. Uh, in which he, he sits down eat. and he says, eat your muffin. And I went, whoa. Settle down, senor. Jesus she Christ. She didn't even buy the muffin. He no, bought he the bought muffin. the muffin. And tried to feed it to her. Dude's a maniac. Um... She also just doesn't know how to human when he's around as she almost walks into traffic and dies. Uh, and to in this fair, moment, she I... has a frustrated reaction to her doing that. And I'm like, okay, I can kind of see where that's coming from because holy shit, dude, watch where you're walking. To be fair, I would also probably be a little bit of a space cadet if a millionaire was taking me on a date. And then, Who happened to look like Jamie Dornan? Yes, and then immediately told me, no, fuck off. Like, in the same ten minutes. Yeah, he also does this just... He does this super silly fucking... Fuck you, you're not the person for me. I'm leaving. Like, oh, it's like a tantrum. He throws a tantrum in the middle of the street. And just walks away. Yes. <laughs> like a maniac. Uh, to be fair, she does that a good 10 times later, so... That's true. Then the follow-up to him doing that is that he finds some first edition books of an author that she likes or knows of and sends them to her as an act of apology of sorts, uh, which is weird. First editions are not an apology. That's almost like a marriage proposal for those books. Those, that's like tested. No, that's so expensive. Sorry, that's my criticism of Christian Grey as a not knowing how to people either. He doesn't know how to people. He's an isolating, self-hating psychopath. You want to know what his love language is other than all the kinky shit? Violence. Uh, No gift giving. Because he that's literally he does just... not know how to express love other than throwing money at shit. That's true. He does just like. He buys her a laptop, he, throw, he buys her a car. He, he just buys... throws money 
at her like it's going it's to... definitely not physical touch or acts of service or anything else you know what you know what her love language is not receiving gifts learn to speak your partner's love language and it'll make your relationship go a lot better facts um that's your it's your dating advice psa in the middle of this madness now it's graduation Woo-hoo! we time jumped uh, Are you not going to mention that Kate's now dating his brother? Irrelevant. Okay. I'm sure it's relevant if you watch the next two movies. Irrelevant as of right now. The the graduation, Anastasia's dad shows, which is great. Her stepdad. No, no. That's yep. her... If you listen to the dialogue of the movie, her dad- There di- was dialogue? It was in the coffee shop when you were looking at the cinematography. Listen, she was hand acting. I didn't know she was speaking. Her real dad died when she was four. She was raised by her other stepfather, Ray. So this is stepdad one, and her mom is on stepdad four. She's on marriage four, so three stepdads, one dad. Okay. Stepdad one shows up like a hero. She does Uh, like Ray. She says that he's a great guy. I'm also not convinced that we hear any dialogue from him the whole time. I think it was all... uh, 80 yard. I think they recorded it afterwards. Really? Yeah. I didn't. His lips don't match the way the words happen anytime he's on screen. He's not on screen for very long. He's on screen for maybe like a minute total out of this whole two hour runtime. I think he's on screen for a minute and none of the words match. It's very outrageous. Um, so graduation happens and. Uh, Christian Grey is doing the fucking speech. Mm-hmm. Has he given her the contract yet? Where is the fucking... Yes. So she has the contract. No. No, no, she doesn't have the contract yet. Yes, she has the contract when graduation, but you skipped some stuff between the All coffee right. and the graduation. I, my notes are just not good enough. You also didn't take notes for a good portion of it, but you said nothing was happening, but clearly stuff happened. Because he mentions the contract at graduation. You missed a whole chunk of time there. There's shit that went on that I just not paying attention to. Listen, the, the movie exists to watch softcore porn, okay? Are you pulling up a fucking plot summary right now? Yeah. I can tell you what happens. <laughs> okay, where are we? Because you didn't talk about the bar where Jose hits on her. That was coming up in my notes. Then your notes are out of order because graduate... Oh, no, because they do drinks. Yeah, so no, she does not have the contract at graduation. Okay, and he's just, like, bothering her on stage Yes, that is my mistake. I messed you up. Your notes are good. Don't... I fucked up. That's my bad. So... Graduation, yay. She's saying... I forgot at the graduation. She's not saying yes to the contract. She's saying yes to the idea of... The idea of a relationship. Yes. Uh, Well, her definition of a relationship, mind you, which is undefined for the whole movie, except for a couple of instances where she asks for, like, the baseline relationship shit. Your second piece of dating advice is going to be really clear with your needs and wants with your partner. This is unsolicited advice. Yes, unsolicited advice, but really, really clear with your needs and wants with your partner, especially in the bedroom. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. Um, Okay, so... Graduation happens, woohoo, uh, yay, hooray, 
uh, we go to a bar to do drinks, um, and Anastasia gets fucked up. Yeah, they would do a lot of drinking, because they just finished finals, which, fair, like, go out, fucking party, dude. Absolutely. Like, I remember the days. Get wasted. Like, go hard. Like, you did a fucking big thing. You're done with school. The only thing left is- Your mom is... didn't show up. You're an emotional basket case. Get drunk. Well, I don't even think they did graduation yet, because this is right after they finished finals, so they haven't graduated. Fucking my notes, man. So they finish finals, they go out, they get drunk. Okay. Finish finals, go out, get drunk. Um, she gets wasted while standing in line for the bathroom. She uh, drunk dials. She, she does not drunk dial. She very intentionally calls him. She drunk but calls him. She's drunk. Uh, call. Does she text him first or call him? She, she calls. She, him. Calls she goes him. to delete his number and then she like. And then you see the exact moment where she goes fuck it and she calls him. Yeah, because uh, she wants to tell him off for being an asshole because he right. like he rejected her and then sent her those fucking first edition books. Fair. Go at it, Anastasia. So she goes to tell him off. This is the most convoluted fucking plot, and there isn't a plot. Uh, goes to tell him off. He's like, huh, are you drinking? Huh? And she goes, uh-huh. What are you going to do about it, Mr. Bossy Pants? And hangs up. And he's like, and he calls her back. Freaks the fuck out because he's such a fucking nerd. Holy shit. What a dork. Uh, he calls her back. Calls her back and is like, you gotta stop drinking right now. I'm coming like, to I'm you. I'm coming to get you. And she went. Because she didn't tell him where he, she was. Right. And so then he comes and gets her. Uh, which right is, in time, honestly. In time? To save her from an encounter that she could have easily ended by herself. She was not doing a good job. No, she was not doing she well. She was not being a good advocate for herself. Uh, Jose tried to not all the way assault her, but he was leaning that direction. He uh, was touching and trying to kiss without consent. Yeah. And yeah. not letting her go. She said no and was trying to pull away, and he was like... Yeah, he was fucking... We do not like Jose. Jose was doing bad. Uh... And it's one of the, like, moments where, like, Christian Grey as a character is like, okay, all right, I see you, trying to do something, trying to do something good. Forces him off. Then they go to, she pukes, he takes her to a hotel uh, and puts her to sleep. Then he sleeps. And sleeps in the same bed as her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He undresses her. Sleeps in the same bed as her. And then goes for a morning run. With instructions when she wakes up to take some take, ibuprofen yeah. and drink orange juice? OJ and ibuprofen. I, no, I, I get it. The sugar to perk you up fast and the I, ibuprofen to help with the hangover. I've been hungover three times. I don't think Christian Grey knows what uh, being drunk is. I've been hungover three times. Never in my life would I suggest that a hungover person drink Orange juice. No, you start with hot coffee. Or water or soda, something to settle your stomach. Not fucking orange yeah. juice. So she has a rough night, uh, wakes up, asks if they did anything when Fair question. She's there. Totally fair question. Uh, and he says, necrophilia is not my thing. And this was the first moment where I went, oh, 
E.L. James just actually doesn't know anything. That was funny. Um, because I don't know if you know, but necrophilia is where you fuck a corpse. She was basically a corpse is what he was saying. It was a joke. Right. It's a terrible joke. I want laugh, please. No, it's a bad joke. It's written poorly. It's directed poorly. And it's acted poorly. There's a moment where Jamie Dornan forgot how, that he was a serious actor. And it's just fucking bad. So, <laughs> necrophilia, <laughs> shit, fucking writing. Um, and then he does some of the most aggressive flirtation, uh, bordering on just very uncomfortable existence uh, I've ever seen put to movies. Uh, very uncomfortable. Also, hey, dude. She's eating that toast that you made her and she needs the carbs because she was fucked up. What are you doing leaning over there taking a big old fucking bite out of it? What are you trying to help her or make it worse? I don't understand. I don't know, but I really want toast right now. <laughs> Some buttered toast. Um, I made a note that says, I don't think Jamie Dornan is a bad actor, but he doesn't actually have much room to do acting. He does not. And then I said, every shot, she bites her lip. I'm not even fucking kidding. It's so frequent. Apparently, it's only 14 times. Uh, he makes mention earlier on in the movie about having rules that he abides by. Uh, what and is then, no touching below the neck? And then he proceeds to just not abide by any of his rules the entire movie. So we can only assume that, one, his willpower is fucking useless. But it's only not when it comes real. to her. That's the whole point is he's falling for her and he's willing to like, he's he's so in love with her that his rules don't matter anymore. He's, she, he's never taken anyone in the helicopter. He's never slept in listen, the same no, bed. Listen, no, no, no. Listen, from a storytelling perspective, none of that means fuck all in this movie because... There's no examples of him adhering to his rule set prior. You just have to take him at his word. And at his word, he's an extremely secretive, very manipulative human being. You're just going to take him at his word that he has rules that he abides by? There's no proof he's ever done that. There's no proof he has a moral code or ethics or anything. He's a true-to-form psychopath. Or is it sociopath? One of the fucking two. He does not have a moral compass. It doesn't exist. The whole movie, he makes a big fucking show. He's just a con man. He just makes a big, he's a Donald Trump. He just makes a big fucking show about how he's got all these fucking rules and this contract that he wants to abide by and then doesn't for the whole time. To be fair, no one can abide by the contract because the contract is not signed in the course of the entire series. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Okay, great. But you'd think he would act in good faith of the contract if it's one he wants to abide by. Clearly, he cannot be trusted at all if the whole time he's so worked up about rules and he doesn't hold to them. There's not an example once of him holding to his codes. Oh, he definitely holds to the no touching below the neck. Sure, but I think that's just because it, it's he doesn't like it. He has trauma. Right, because as we find out, he was sexually assaulted. 
uh, <laughs> by a pedophile. And also his mother. This is a too. terrible fucking story. Like, front to back, it's just bad shit that happens, and then there's boobs. Like, is this what all smut is? It, ha, is it? I plead the fifth. Well, fuck it, eh? Now I gotta find some people who've read more smut and be like, whoa, is this all how it is? Because holy shit. I cannot testify because the only smut I've ever read is technically fan fiction because that includes Fifty Shades of Grey. So. All right, listen. We're, we're and my 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 sister has said yeah in the chat. So fuck's sakes, bro. Ugh. All right, we've made it to halfway in the notes, and I just have one thing to say before we wrap this episode. We're not doing two episodes for this one. We're not. No, that oh, was I your rule. Oh, I fucking forgot. Oh, we're doing a mega episode. That was your. This rule. is me remembering live right now. Well, never mind. Fucking the next note, laters, baby. Eat a dick. <laughs> it's Eat on my shirt. An entire It's cock. on my shirt. Also, at no point in time does uh, Anastasia suck him off. That never she happens. She does in the book, and it's like a Christian Grey flavored popsicle. That's like the one line that's like drilled into my fucking skull. Jesus. I have read some excerpts from this book. And, uh, E.L. James, not a good writer. It's not, it, no, not a good writer. In fact, just for fun, at the end of the episode, I'll go ahead and find some. Just for you guys. Go, 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 go grab the books. And pick out. Pick out some real gnarly ones that Actually, I can the read. Internet in a, will, the internet will be better at finding some good liquor. ones. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I I need to go back to the fucking plot line because I just I'm giving up and I'm improvising now. Drunk wakes up, vomits. He won't touch her until he has written consent. That's not true repeatedly proven not so uh ba, 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 ba. you're not gonna read your notes your notes are always so funny though my notes are all right um so christian picks her up after work like a few days later or maybe the next day uh and helicopters her to seattle uh where he gives her some wine, which immediately nullifies the NDA she signs. Because if you're under the influence and sign a legal document, a lawyer can absolutely kill that legal document in court. I don't think she didn't even take a sip of the wine. Oh, did she not? The entire time they're there. Really? There are a few times where Christian pours wine... There's a lot of wine that's not consumed in this movie. And no one can. And as a wine connoisseur, I am upset by this. There's there is literally a lot of wine that just gets poured and never consumed. There is wasted um, wine. It's a nightmare. Uh, so he has her sign an NDA. 
that means basically she can't talk to anyone about their relationship. Which is important before he shows her about the rest of the things, before he tells her about the contract. This is not the contract. She does sign a non-disclosure. So she signs the non-disclosure and immediately He's like, looks let's at, go. No, no, no. No, no, no. She's like, let's go. Looks at him and goes, are you going to make love to me now? <laughs> this was one of the fan service lines I was talking about. When we were watching the movie, I was talking about fan service lines. That now, we don't know at this point that Anastasia's still a virgin. So I can forgive that line because when you're still a virgin and you haven't actually done anything interesting with any of your former flings or boyfriends or whatever, you don't say smart shit. You have to learn how to talk dirty correctly. And it takes time. You don't just have it. So I can forgive the line. But this is the only one. My note says, did female Ron Jeremy write this? Because he goes, I don't, I don't make love. Oh, I fuck hard. <laughs> I, it's not even that. It's, it's not even that. It's I fuck. No! Period. Hard. I fuck. Period. <laughs> hard. Period. That is the actual one. I don't make love. I fuck. Yo. Hard. I cannot, dude. If I, I want to, I want to, you know, those like those prankster shows I want like where they have like the radio piece and they're like in the general public telling people like how to act or what to say. Bro, I fucking want like impractical jokers. I want those guys to like send someone into a bar and try to pick someone up. And the line they have to use is I don't make love. I fuck hard. Dude, it's just, it'll never fucking work. What a terrible piece of dialogue. Jesus Christ. It, God, the writing. It's, it's, I know, I know, I know, I know. E.L. James wrote it when she was fucking 45 years old as a fanfic for Twilight. She called it her midlife crisis. Great. Your midlife crisis earned you 95 million. Get your bag. Awesome. Good for you. Absolutely go fuck yourself. It's some of the worst fucking dialogue I've ever, ever been subjected to. You know all those fucking Gramps movies? That's the fucking equivalent. The baseline is six fucking feet under. It's written like bad Christian movies, okay? It's fucking... Oh, it's bad. And it because she's so she she sold a shitload of books, and so she goes to the movie and she goes, "I want it to be a faithful adaptation. That's what the fucking fans want." And she's not wrong. That's probably what they were looking for. And so she goes head to head with the screenwriter, who's the only other credited writer on the movie. And the screenwriter has since said, this is not as good as it could be. The only reason it is like this is because E.L. James had final say over every single thing. She made it as fucking bad as it is. But to be fair, it started bad. She wrote a lot of this on her Blackberry. I've seen a clip of what E.L. James looks like. And... It's not what I expected. 
she's also not lonely or a cat lady. So we're just confused out the get-go. So he takes her after telling her that he fucks hard. It sounds funnier when you say it. I, it when Jamie listen, Dornan it's, says it, it's fine. pure It's pure comedy out of me, okay? I, and I'm gonna fucking say it all the goddamn time. Now that I've heard it. Ooh, baby. Uh, he takes her to his, quote, playroom. Mm. The Red Room of Pain. That's what she calls it. It is a rather large room. Uh, it's a very big room. With one bed, a shitload of sex toys, uh, and the feng shui of the room is just astronomically fucked from the jump. You walk in and... That's what we're going to talk about. No, 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 no. No, dude, wait, the racks wait, in the middle of the room wait, make me wait. upset. Wait, we're going to talk about, in the fucking red room of pain, Yeah, we're going to talk about the fun fucking shui? Yeah. That's what you're focused on. And the caning rods, because they're like an inch thick and that's just a stick that's just a stick you're gonna hit somebody with a stick that's a that's fucking assault that it ain't right none of it's right it's all fucking bad carry on um, the feng shui well it's it's just there's racks in the middle of the room mm-hmm. they're just freestanding racks just in the middle of the room there's just you gotta walk around them to get to where you're going it's terrible that's a horrible way to organize a room what did you want to talk about in the red room of pain I don't know, but what I thought we were not going to be talking about was not the It layout. was the only thing I was upset with. Listen, we watched the show How to Build a Sex Room, okay? And we watched- Great it, it's a show. Great show. Fantastic. Watch it. And that lady is really, really good at building sex rooms. She is excellent, and I never want to meet her or have a conversation with her ever. She scares me. <laughs> she, built a, she built a series of really good sex rooms, okay? And so when we look at- the Red Room of Pain, I look at it and I go, it's all right. Listen, her the sex lady from, are glorious. The lady from How to Build a Sex Room would have rearranged it better. Yeah. And it would have looked better. It'd and it be would have prettier. been less tormented. Yeah, it'd be prettier. It would be prettier. Her sex rooms don't even look like sex rooms. But now, to be fair, her sex rooms are for people who have good sexual relationships. True. Not for... This fuckery, which is not a good relationship. Front to back, it's bad. Yeah. All bad all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, you hopeless romantic. There's not love there. It's just fucked. It happens eventually. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Absent. No. I cannot, with any amount of faith, believe that. At all. At the end of this movie, they didn't even fucking like each other that much. You gotta get to book two. Uh, and then book three. Uh, they get married. There's a fourth and a fifth. We don't... It's just the other side. It's the same story from his point of view. No one gives a fuck. I just... I wrote a note. And it just says, this guy fucking sucks. Why would anyone sign on to do that? What kind of businessman is he? Because, okay. Is this the contract meeting? No, 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 oh. no. I do make a note at some point where I talk about, like, there, it's no give and take. It's all take from him. That, and yeah. this is, it's a little while later, but this is the start of it. Because 
when I did the looking into it and I read up on how a relationship in that lifestyle is supposed to function. Mm-hmm. E.L. James didn't. Because it doesn't. There's no mutual respect. I feel There's like she no... did, but she like read the Wikipedia page and went, yeah, that's enough to go on. Because like, there's... No, because if you read the Wikipedia know. page, it's very clear. Now, it might have been updated since this shit came out and everyone was like, that's not how Everyone it on the BDSM culture was like on Wikipedia. We gotta edit Wikipedia. It's not right. So, it, it's based on mutual respect, trust, uh... There's you have to do stuff before you have a session. You have to do stuff afterwards to ensure it's all good in the hood, right? He doesn't do fucking any of that. He's sorry, I had a stroke. According to you, he is canonically bad at foreplay, which is, first of all, that's the number one fucking thing you got to do when you're in this situation is you got to do some sort of foreplay. Otherwise, guess what? It's just kind of assault. Number two, he doesn't do even a little bit of aftercare. He's just obsessed over making sure he controls every single thing about her life. Which is not listed in the good things about this kind of relationship. Please enlighten me with your opinion. I'm going to be that person. Doc Christ alive. In the books. (laughs) No, 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 no. We fucking made exceptions for it in Harry Potter. We made exceptions for it in seven fucking books for seven mediocre fucking films. And we're not goddamn doing it for the softcore porn. We're not fucking having it. In the books, he's really good at self-care. Self-care? Or uh, aftercare? aftercare part. Like, they do baths and stuff. Great! He doesn't do fuck all in this piece of media! And she signed off on it! E.L. James signed off on it! It's fucked! Front to back, he's a bad guy! Yes. He's not good at the lifestyle. He's not even good at sex. He's just fucked. And you know what? The old, I'm going to say the only reason I think he gets away with the way he does sex is because she's never had sex before. He's had sex with at least 15 women. 16. Oh, 16 if you include Mrs. 16 if you, incl- in- if you count the pedophile. Yes. Fuck. They, they just spend the rest of the fucking movie being menaces to each other. He tries to control her. She goes, fuck you. I want you. I don't want you. I want it. I don't want it. And it's just an endless cycle of they don't do anything beneficial for each other. They just abuse each other. Yes. It's so dysfunctional. Yes. It's so awful to watch degrade. It's just bad. It's not redeemable. It isn't. There's, you can't watch the movie free of the book and go, this is fine. It's simply not fine. He's a vicious, manipulative predator. That's why he's a bajillionaire. She is a dumb motherfucker. Yes. With naivete out the Fucking wazoo. Yes. Easy pickings. And he just has no, no self-control. 
Not even a little. Yes. Just... But only when it comes to her. God, it's just two highly dysfunctional people fucking. Yes. That's all the movie is. Yes. And it sold a... Like a billion copies. Ooh, I don't know how many copies it sold. I did not look up that number. Continue on with your notes. I'll tell you in a little bit. God damn. She just bites her lips so goddamn much. All the time. She she spends so much of this movie fucking ignoring what he tells her he wants her to do that I, I just don't think she even pays attention. Like... And and to be fair, she does spend the majority of the movie like not really committing to the idea of even actually being in a relationship with this guy. But also, every time she brings up a normal relationship thing to do, like go on a date, go to the movies, have dinner. Christian Grey, don't do he that. He is staunchly against it. Dude only has red flags. There isn't a green flag about him. He's got money. That's not a green flag. That is a yellow flag at best. It's like, okay, proceed with caution. Uh, the first book by itself, not including the other two in the trilogy, has sold 15.2 million copies. 15.2 million. And the movie made a shitload of money. It's just Billions. so fucking frustrating. There's no rules. They don't behave like people. They fucking... We finally get to sex, though. Yes, because he Because he finds out that it. she's a virgin. Yeah. And he's like, well, we can't have that. We need to remedy this situation. So he takes her virginity. In vanilla sex way. The most vanilla missionary ass... All, it's the most foreplay he does ever. Yes. Is in that scene. Yes. It's the most, and it's kind of some weak need little foreplay. I think he does foreplay during the last sex scene too, because there's like the feather. Well, yeah, he does foreplay yeah. during it, but I'm not going to say it's good. Okay. It's also a part of a montage, so we're not sure how much he does based on time. It's also slow motion, so. Oh, God, yeah, I have a note about the fucking frame rate of the slow motion. Ugh. Anyways. Listen, $40 million can't buy you good slow-mo. Vanilla sex. Vanilla sex. Uh, then, like, immediately after having vanilla sex, he goes, all right, now we're going to do contract sex. Uh, well, they have that moment. She wakes up, he's playing the piano, they go have sex again. He goes to sleep in the same bed as her, even though he said he doesn't do that. Right, there are no rules. His mom comes. Uh, uh, phrasing. His mom shows up. Okay. His mom shows up and he goes, shit, uh, because he was about to do the nasty. Uh, and Taylor, the, bo the, the butler bodyguard man, terrible at his job, first of all. Uh, and to be fair, I would also have my henchmen try to give my mom the runaround if I was a noted sex fiend and she just showed up randomly. There, this is where she gets the contract, though, because now Anastasia is going to have the contract. Right. So she gets the contract that she will never sign. Um, she does read. She does read. But, man. He just, every time they talk about the contract. 
Which is a lot. Which is a lot. It's going to be the rest of this fucking movie. It is the rest of the movie. There is no third act. It's literally like the second act just keeps going. Yeah, the third act, the climax of the third act is the end of the first book and the first movie. It's supposed to be your cliffhanger to read the next one. Right, but if you if you make it to the end of the first movie with no context from the books, I don't think you go watch the second movie. Unless you're just literally going for the sex scenes. Because it should be so clearly obvious that he is too dysfunctional to want, and she is too indecisive to make a choice. And he's super rapey. Uh, he doesn't sell the contract well at all. It befuddles me how he does business. Okay? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it even a little bit. He spends so much time talking about the contract in negative ways for Anastasia. And positive ways for him. Which is just fucking so far from what the actual relationship ought to be if he was, you know, if it was written properly. It's all take with him. All take. He mentions her pleasure twice. Once when she's nixing the fucking uh, hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end, at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the only two times he ever mentions her pleasure. Like, he is not in this movie for her benefit. No. At all. No. She is in the movie as eye candy for his benefit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's shit. It's fucking bad. It's not worth it. So, Christian... Sends her back to fucking Portland, I guess. Uh, or takes her back to Portland. Uh, and she's got her new laptop waiting for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also stop. So she can do research. Right. They stop along the way and we find out that Christian was uh, preyed upon by an, a, a predator. Yes. When Mrs. he was Robinson. 15. Um, and that he's For had, six years. And that he has had 15 subs before. Um, which is a lot. So he encourages her to look more into BDSM and submissive and all this shit. Uh, Read the contract, do research. And we begin a montage of her sending emails to Christian Grey uh, being coy and generally a menace. To be fair to Christian, and I'm going to be fair to Christian for a minute, Anastasia gives him a lot of fucking mixed signals the entire fucking time. Oh, yeah. The whole back end of the movie is just the most confusing thing ever. It's so unclear what the fuck is going on. Like, for someone like Christian that works in very much, like... Absolutes? I was going to say, ironically, black or white. <laughs> but, um, right. He, like, that's very much the world he works in. It's like, yes, no, business dealings. Like, very logically driven person. He has no ethos to speak of yes but so she is giving him very confusing signals to a brain that needs very like concrete things right so we montage back and forth these emails uh and it ends the montage with him being more impatient that she hasn't 
decided about the contract and he asks her how she's doing with the contract and she goes i've seen enough it was nice knowing you uh like which she little... thinks is like a joke a haha funny because she's supposed to be a normal human being but she is the most unhuman human being to ever try to human being uh and he sees this and goes, now, I think instead what I'll do is stalk. Uh, and so she's just vibing, hanging out. Uh, Doing her laundry. I believe at this point they've moved to Seattle. Yes, they have moved to Seattle. Her and Kate now live her in the Kate same city as Christian. In Seattle. Uh, and he uh, rounds the corner in her bedroom with wine in hand. Um, which, first of all, breaking and entering. Second of all... Kate could have let him in. Not an... We don't know that she's there. It's unclear. It is unclear. I'm just giving... I'm trying to help. Stop. Okay. Do not help them. They are beyond help. They cannot be saved. They're fucked up. So, it... Listen, he has no morals. He could very well just break in. Um, and then they have the first round of proper kinky sex. Yeah. In which he uses a necktie yeah, the, to tie the, the her tie. hands. Yeah, he ties her hands to the... Oh, no, he had tied her hands before, but not, like, stuck her somewhere. Yeah. And this time he sticks her hands to the headboard. Yep. Blindfolds her with her own shirt and does mildly kinky sex. Um, and uses ice. Ooh. I will say props to Jamie Dornan for being able to like hold that ice cube in his mouth. Hugely dexterous with his mouth. Talented. He's married, unfortunately, for all of us out there. Oh no. Uh I'm also married, so <laughs> in another life. Eventually she fucking ah, this is useless. Because it's out of order and it's of the book, yeah, not just... of the movie. Um, oh, I forgot the continuity actor. It's not. It's not. Con it's not the fact that he's using ice. It's just that he keeps it like perfectly held in. He his does. He does lips. good with it. He's quite talented for an entire take. And I'm. I. I have a hard time like drinking ice without making a mess. So they also just didn't when they wrote it. They didn't do their due diligence on even just generic terms in the BDSM culture. Oh, it, what, oh, what was the? I wrote the note that they didn't even use correct terminology, but I don't remember what it was fucking about. What, are we at the contract now? Or no, no, no. We're just before the contract negotiation. It's while he's doing the kinky sex tour in her bedroom. I couldn't tell. And the you. aftermath they, of that. I, yeah. It. It doesn't matter, but what what matters is they could have Googled it themselves, and they didn't. Maybe the writer of the movie did. Maybe the screenwriter did. E.L. James is insane. A uh, very rich, insane person. Yeah. So, at the end of that scene, he just looks at her and he goes, what are you doing to me? Uh, and then fucks off like an absolute tool. Um, then cut to she wants a business to. meeting. She wants to do a contract negotiation. He suggests over dinner. Right. And, and she goes, no business. 
and he says, okay, I'll wear a suit. Uh, and so she goes to his office. They do this in a conference room. They do room. this in a conference room. It is so stupid how it all goes down. Because they're in a conference room that is equipped like, no, I, ha I work in an office. I have conference rooms that I do meetings in. They also have tables and chairs, and they look like this conference Do they room. also come with extreme red mood lighting? Let me think. No. Oh, okay. Mine no, don't they either. Don't. They don't. No, the conference rooms that I work in have horrible, shitty fluorescent, fluorescent lights. Um, and you can see everything very clearly in them. But in this conference room, it's extremely shadowy, and it's extremely... You know what, James? What? We don't work for as a millionaire. We, we, we've well, never been to millionaire bitch. conference rooms. This must be what they're like. <laughs> God damn it. Should have known. It's very dark and red and moody and you can't even fucking read fuck all in there. And they basically have a negotiation about what is going to be in the contract and what is going to not be in the contract. And it's the first time that uh, Jamie Dornan smiles in the whole movie. Uh, because she is speaking his businessman language and is actually using the legalese, which is kind of interesting that the movie that can't be bothered to get uh, BDSM language correct can be bothered to get uh, businessman language correct. Embarrassing. So, uh, the fucking... One, you don't have to turn your safe search on. Uh, yeah. The fucking, dude, it's just the sequence of events to where she asks the question, what are butt plugs? Because they talk about some really high-level shit. And it's hard nose on almost all of it that she brings up. And then, like, she asks the question about suspension. He explains it. It's the first mention of her having pleasure. And then... I, what is the thing that she hard knows and then says anal what butt fisting plugs? and vaginal fisting? Right. So she scratches those and then has the audacity to ask, "What are butt plugs?" Now, oh, genital clamps was the other oh, one. that's the one. That's it. that's it. She asks she about. Says no she to says no. She doesn't ask about it. She just says no to genital clamps, but then asks what a butt plug is. Now, these are two items that have rather self-explanatory names, I feel, personally. Um, but at the same time, wasn't she supposed to do research about this shit? Isn't that how she's supposed to know what any of this means? He charged her to do research on it. And then we see her Google submissive see a couple of rather intense uh, BDSM situations. And then uh, that's it. We don't see fuck all else. She doesn't learn anything. She doesn't do any research at all to come into this fucking meeting and go, what are butt plugs? Now, to step into Christian Gray's shoes for a moment, if I've tasked her to do this, if I've asked her to do this, and she asks me, what are butt plugs? Mm -hmm. I am not. Letting her sign this fucking contract. I don't give a fuck how alluring she is, how interesting she is, how my type she is. She is not engaged enough in it to warrant time and effort and money. No shot. She doesn't 
she asks that question out loud to me, no way. That question also never gets answered because they bring the food yeah, in. Yeah, the fucking smoke shows walk in with sushi and wine. Uh, and he does not answer the question, what are butt plugs? Nope. That is just left up in the air. And to be fair, if you have to ask that question, I don't think he should tell you. <laughs> I, I don't feel like you should get that answer. It, what do you think it does? It's one of the only times where asking a question to answer a question is the appropriate response. What do you think that does? That is so, that is first grade shit. What do you think that does? What, what do you think the purpose of it is? What in, no, un, unreal. They finish the contract negotiation. She teases him and fucking rolls out. Well, she teases him and then he just dishes it back. Well, he, yeah, they, they they're really, going, they're going, cheek, they're they toe to toe their way through some teasing about how he they're going to. He thinks gonna, he's got her though. Oh yeah. He's, well, he's so punch drunk in love and he doesn't even know it because he doesn't know what emotions are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, he thinks he's in love. He just doesn't, he doesn't know what it is. He doesn't think he's in love. He thinks he's obsessed. Well, in that case, he's correct. Um, also they mentioned cable ties as a form of restraint and I deep cringed. I was like, that's not what that is. Uh, oh, I fucking said, oh, look, Pinocchio's going to try to be a real boy. Oh, that's when he said he was going to throw in a sweetener uh, For to go on actual dates with one her. One date a week. That's Which, based on his standards of not, that's not my thing, all this shit. It's a good compromise. It's a, uh, that is an acceptable compromise. Way to go. Way to try to be a real human being. Uh... She's getting a lot of wins out of this contract negotiation. Yeah, and all I just have a note says red flag, red flag, red flag in a red business room. Uh, also, like, what is her fucking deal? She just constantly needles him. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's funny to tease him. Like, oh but god! But then doesn't want to deal with the repercussions of being with in that relationship right. she and what wants, that means. She wants to be. It's such a I can fix him without saying it's an I can fix him. Yeah, the rest of the books are just I can fix him. And without asking, what am I trying to fix? Because as soon as she finds out even a little bit of his trauma, like of being preyed upon by an older woman as a 15-year-old, she goes, ew, gross, get away from me. Like, dude, pretentious, first of all. Second of all, how are you going to go from that to, oh, I can fix him. Please fuck me. Yo, what kind of flip-flop on-off switch do you got going on in you? Again, she is very gray. She is a problematic individual. For a person who needs black and white. Yes, it's just it's just square peg in a round hole. It does not go. It's so fucked. Um, and then she doesn't sign the contract and leaves. Again. Yep. Uh... And then the next note I have is that you can't just sell other people's shit. Uh, because at some point, is it at this negotiation that Taylor sells the car? No, it's not. Because it's, she leaves. It's graduation. It's her graduation. Right. Present. Now we're at graduation. Right. She, she leaves in her Beetle and he sees her leaving the Beetle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what triggers it. And they do the graduation. He's pressed that she didn't sign the contract. She agrees at the graduation on stage. He takes, yes, she does agree that she's going to sign it, but it's only verbal confirmation. It's not signed. She did not sign it. Uh, 
they he I guess as a counterpoint takes a picture in public with her, uh, which gets put on the news. Um, First time that's ever happened, right? If you're keeping score at home, then I guess they go celebrate by themselves at her apartment. Yes. Yes, it's at her yeah, place. Yeah, because he spanks her. Right. That's the first time he spanks her. He spanks her because she rolls her eyes at him after he buys her the car. Buys her the car. Also, you can't just sell other people's shit like that. That's crazy. He sold her car and bought her a new one. Wild. Wild. With no permission or... With no what? permission. It's just... It's so fucked. She didn't sign the contract, you absolute jackass. Um... And then he, Spanxer, leaves, and then her mom calls and is like, Oh, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. Is your boyfriend problematic? And she's just crying for some reason. And I can't, I don't know why. Uh, Anastasia? Yeah. She's sad because she loves him, and he, he literally just like... He, now, here's the problem. He's doing exactly what he said he would do. Yes. He is doing exactly what he said he would do. Yes. He was he was very upfront with who he was to her. Yes. He is totally in line with how he said he would be behaving. Yes. For the first time in the whole movie. Uh-huh. And she is so upset about it. Yes. What the fuck, man? How is this an acceptable example of a good and functioning relationship. It's just not. And also, fuck you, Anastasia's mom, who doesn't have a real name. Fuck you so hard for not only having the audacity to call your daughter so long after graduation and saying that, oh, I heard it was really lovely from your stepdad. To be fair, she left her two... She Anastasia missed two calls from her mom over the early in the week, earlier in the week, not the day. Okay. She says, I left you two messages this week, Okay. which is like, okay, yeah, she's been a little busy with her shit. I can, I can see it like being naggy about it, but to have the gall to like nag her even further about that when you didn't fucking fly out because, oh no, Ray broke his foot golfing. Fuck you all the way. Bad mom. Bad mom. Spray bottle in the face. Bad mom. Doesn't give a fuck about her kid. Uh, my next note is what she, when she lies about her birth control. <laughs> After she goes and gets it. Oh, yeah, because she goes to the doctor. Yeah, she goes to get a birth control. And teases him again. Again, giving very mixed signals, like this pretty yeah. tease of, she's like, such a, you she's can't such touch a mess. me for four weeks. Yeah, she's like, you can't, I have to abstain from sexual activity for four weeks. And even he, he's, like, listening to it, processes it, and goes, what? Like, it's one of the dumbest fucking things he's ever heard. He's so incredulous. Like, and you can see him processing, too. He's like, is this, like, a new thing that I just don't know about? Is this like, am I just not up on how birth control works right now? Like, he's never had to worry about it before. That's a dude. Like, he obviously doesn't have to get it himself. He just sends you to go get it when he has these relationships. And so now she's like, yeah, you can't fuck me for four weeks. While she's like touching his face and like teasing him and shit. And he's just like, 
and he fucking short circuits. And then she goes, oh, I was kidding. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. That's you're asking for it. She is. And then she gets mad when she and gets it's, it. It's not a, it's not like never would I endorse the opinion in the rape culture of she was asking for it. That's not fucking real. No. But in this scenario where he is clearly lined out like, if you do this, I will respond as such. And she goes, okay. And then she does that. And then is surprised when he responds as such. Dude, you asked. You asked. You asked for him to be like this. You said for him to be like this. And then he was like this. And now you're mad about it. Wild. Absolutely wild. In what world did you think he wasn't going to be like this? Fucking what? That's not. No. Unreal. You can't ask someone to do a thing knowing that they will do it and then have them do it and be mad about it. That's not how people work. That's not how being a human is. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, now they go to the playroom. For realsies this For time. For realsies this time. And they're going to play in the playroom. And when they go to play in the playroom, they ASMR the shit out of it. And they record a bunch of stuff in slow motion poorly. They did not call Kevin free. No, they did not get good slow-mo cameras. They just shot the shit in like 120 frames and it sucks. Anyways, uh, they mic the fuck out of the room. He's I just said he's bad at sex, let alone being a dom, because it's a montage, so you don't really get a sense of time and you never see him do foreplay. So I just assume he's bad. Uh, then she goes... They go to have dinner with his family. Yeah, because his sister's in town and his mom invited her when she was like an hour ago in the movie. And so they go have dinner with his family and it is like note for note. Shot for shot, a fucking Twilight rip. Now, There's it's a short pixie haired girl. It's, a, it's been a long time since I watched the first Twilight movie. Thank God. But no, when you years. when you meet nine, nine. the Cullens, they look like the Greys, they talk like the Greys, and they act like the Greys at dinner. It's almost like they were the same people. It and all the actors look like the Greys. They look like discount versions. And you know what? Of the Cullens, I'll I'll say this because I know it's not true. I would probably have forgiven this movie of almost all wrongdoing if they had cast a bunch of the Cullen family actors to <laughs> just be the Greys. That would have been funny as fuck. That would have been not only tremendous fan service. Think about that. The casting decision. Even you if would you have, just threw one or two of them in there, like even if it was, was there. Even if it was just, uh, no, not like a beats your guy. Like, even if just the dad Carlisle. was, even if just Carlisle, he has two lines in the whole Peter movie. Facinelli. Even if they got Peter Facinelli to do it. You, it's like two lines, bro. You just got to do your Twilight look again. We'll pay you 10 grand. That's it. That would have been so fucking funny. And I would have forgiven the movie for so much wrongdoing if they had just straight up ripped Twilight. What if those were a bunch of people that didn't get the parts when they auditioned for Twilight and <laughs> those they were got the Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> that would make sense. Um, <laughs> fuck, so that's just terrible. 
she mentions that she, uh, Anastasia mentions at dinner that she's going to go visit her mom tomorrow. Which Christian did not which know Which Christian about. did not know. In Georgia. Uh, and he is upset. And I'm not going to say it's deserved because she didn't sign the contract. She's not really in this relationship with you to where you get to have the control that you want to have. But at the same time, she's giving all the signals that she wants to be in this relationship. So I can see you being a little frustrated that you didn't know your girlfriend was going out of town. We're also at the stage where they are referring to each other as girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, so he gets frustrated with her, takes her to the greenhouse uh, with a light spank. Where they have a fight. Oh, and they, fan service line, the palm twitchingly mad. Oh, yeah, which is so fucking dumb. Um... They have a brief fight. He tells her he just wants to fuck her. <laughs> in in more terms, he says he just wants to fuck her. Uh, and then they go to bed. Like, it's a straight cut to them just going to bed. And she's asleep, I think, back in his place. Yes. In her room in his place. And he walks in, and while she's asleep, does a monologue of backstory where you find out that he's just tremendously fucked up. Like, from the start, his existence has just been cursed. And it's it's so cursed that it can only have been written by someone who's never written a backstory before. My father isn't real. My mom was a crack addict and a whore. And then she died. And then I was adopted. And it was bad from there on. And then at 15, I was seduced by a pedophile. And I stayed with her for six years. And she was my mom's best friend. Or my stepmom's best friend. And we haven't told anybody. And I still sometimes hang out and talk to her. That's fucking crazy. All of that is fucking crazy. That's Christian Grey. That is not People. That is fucking crazy. People are crazy in real life. That is fucking crazy. And he says all this while she is asleep. Uh, and then he wakes her up by holding her hand. And I also said... They go fly a plane. I said, damn, bro, you won the genetic lottery if your mom was a prostitute and a crack addict and you turned out like this. Who was his dad? Um. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, but he looks like Jamie Dornan, so he won the genetic lottery. Um, he also just needs therapy, not a sex slave. He just needs therapy. Yes. He's so he's so fucked up by all of the terrible, truly all the terrible things that happened to him. Yes. If we're you know if we're gonna suspend disbelief that this many bad things can happen to you growing up, and they can, it's just so wildly rare. If all this shit really happened to you growing up, you know what you don't need? A sex slave to take it out on. You need a goddamn therapist. And maybe a court-ordered restraining order against Mrs. Robinson. Holy shit. The back half of the movie, the third act, if you will, is just him being angsty about all of the admittedly terrible things that have happened to him and Anastasia not understanding that he just needs a therapist, not a sex slave. 
She's so stupid. Uh, holy shit. He also then goes to Georgia. Yes. Where he points out that she's drinking to her via text message. Yes. Interrupts them, stops her from drinking more, uh, which is not a baller move like you think it is. It's just being a cunt. Uh, I've got rules about you drinking. Fuck you. And then he has the audacity to be a fucking jillionaire and orders a gin and tonic with two absolute mid-tier gins. And if there were not subtitles while we were watching, I wouldn't have paid attention to what he was asking for. He asked for Hendrix, which is a $35 bottle of gin. And, and if they don't have Hendrix, Bombay Sapphire, which is a $30 bottle of gin. Both of those, staples for me. Because I'm poor. This dude is a fucking jillionaire. And if you have that much money, you should not be drinking $30 gin. Holy shit, I know they have better gin at that bar. I know it. You, mm, that was so upsetting to me as a gin guy. What if he likes it? Fuck off. No. He, his tastes are so fucking lavish through the whole movie. To, ha to go to a bar and, or it's, I mean, maybe a guilty pleasure. Fuck, I don't know. He, it could be a human part of him, but he's a lizard, man. It's fucking terrible. Uh, then he steals her from her mom, who she is in Georgia visiting, to go do a plane glide adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, they go up, and I don't, I, it's like an effort to like seem like a normal human, I think. Because he just, he doesn't do normal people shit. He just doesn't have a normal human thing that he does. The most normal human thing that he does is he goes running. That's like the only normal person activity. And he fucks hard. <laughs> That's not a normal person thing to say. Jesus Christ! Ah! Why isn't he just at least a little bit like a human? We're, it's not even like he's like a normal average guy. He's like, here's what we'll do for a normal person activity. Let's just drop a bunch of fucking money and go on a plane glide adventure where I will pilot us in the glider. Because guess what? I've got my pilot's license like a normal guy. And they go up, and he does a fucking barrel roll in a glider that doesn't have an engine. Which I'm not 100% certain on, but I don't think you can actually do that. And I did find that they did that whole sequence on green screen. So, it's unclear to me if you can actually do a barrel roll in a glider. Maybe, but it doesn't have an engine, so there's nothing providing forward momentum. You're at the mercy of the air. Holy shit. I have so many notes that just say, this is a man who needs therapy. Um, we, we finished the fucking plane adventure and he gets a fucking phone call that makes him become like a serious businessman. And he goes, what? When? I'll be on the tarmac in 30. 
click, we have to go. And he takes her home and leaves. It's because one of his uh, past submissives is like breaking into his place and trying to kill herself, basically. What? Yeah, it's in book two. What the fuck? It was triggered when she saw him with Anastasia in the news. So she wants to break into his place and kill herself. Yeah, or kill Anastasia. What, Whichever comes first. Kind of loose on the details there. And who is this? Uh, one of his past submissives. Like, most recent one, I think. That's fucking weird. Yeah. He's getting stalked now. Yeah. Um, okay, well, in the movie, you don't know that, and you just think it's a business thing, and they don't hint at it at all. There is not a single thing in dialogue, tone, body language, or anything that is indicating that what's going down in Seattle is someone has broken into his home and is trying to kill themselves. That is not a thing that you are made aware of at all in this movie. Or in the book, not until two. Jesus Christ. Part two. Um, okay, so... Then, I guess... She leaves Georgia, goes back to Seattle, they fucking red room again, uh, and do violent sex, but it's not even really violent sex, it's just... It's really soft. Uh, he's just so bad at it. And then they get in another fight. And then they have a fight. <laughs> Uh, they have a fight in which Anastasia takes some straight up malice shots at yes. his past. She is cruel. Yes. In her fucking fight. Yeah, she's not. She she. This is a bad relationship. It's she so dysfunctional. Is so fucking bad, and he's not great either. But he is also at this point in the movie just falling into himself and completely self destructing as he doesn't know how to function like a person, and he needs a fucking therapist and not a sex slave. Um, so then, what she wants is to find out what the worst he will ever do to her is. And she says, show me. This is very important. Verbally. She says... Show me how bad it can get so I can understand. She says this to him in person in his apartment. And he says, okay. And so they go to the red room. And he fucking bends her over a fucking table. Uh, gets a totally normal belt, like a leather belt. There are paddles on the wall. He has so many fucking instruments he could use, and he takes a normal, like, hold your trousers up belt off the wall. Uh, and she says, <laughs> he goes, I'm going to hit you six times. Randomly, six times. Six times. Count with me. And he, for the first time, puts an ounce of exertion into giving her... Uh, it's not really a spanking. We'll call it a lashing. Uh, with the belt. He winds up on her. He winds up, and he hits her in the ass six times. She starts crying. And she 
suddenly regrets every decision she's made to get to this point. Like, just totally regresses from the I could be okay with and some to any of this and becomes totally, if you even look at me, I'm going to quit everything. Like, she has a complete fucking reversal of personality is totally like don't even fucking touch me and gives it's classic mixed signals she is all about this show me what the worst is so i can understand he in my opinion shows almost what bad could be does not he, she's not even tied down <laughs> She's not even restrained. She also doesn't use the safe word. She doesn't use the safe word. She doesn't stand up and walk out. She takes all six and then has a complete meltdown about how bad it was. And personally... And like, don't fucking touch me. Don't you ever touch me again. I think that's the most insane thing that happens in the whole movie. And... Totally understandably, and maybe the most incredible bit of acting in the whole film, uh, Jamie Dornan is standing there, totally confused. Like, because he, I mean, he got out of it what he wanted to get out of it. Like, he, there was a lot of really good reaction acting from Jamie Dornan in this whole scene. He did a great job, like, releasing his pent-up aggression and frustration at the, everything that's been going on. And he gets out of it exactly what he is intended to get out of it. Maybe not as much as he wanted, but... He's just showing her. And he goes to approach her afterwards, and she loses her shit. And he it, just goes... I he doesn't, like... <laughs> and, and it could very well be that because, in theory, all of the past 15 submissives have probably signed the contract yes. and then eventually fucked off because they didn't want to do it anymore. Yes. Presumably. Yes. She has never signed the contract, and so she has never actually had a proper session of what this is supposed to be yes so she's never had proper aftercare so assuming he knows what he's doing and he goes to give her aftercare afterwards she totally rejects it and is like i'm leaving and goes to her room in his apartment to have another breakdown she doesn't even go home she goes to her room in his place like, if you're gonna fucking lose it, at least go home to your house. You have a home where he will not be. Maybe. <laughs> I was like, maybe. There's no guarantees. He just sometimes shows up in places like Edward Cullen. <laughs> and he doesn't even have the excuse of being a vampire and like, shit, he's yeah. just there. He just shows up. It's fucking weird. I, like, it's just, it's a cataclysmic failing of what the lifestyle is supposed to be like. And also, how a normal person would react to anything that happens. Like, Anastasia Steele ceases to be a person three quarters of the way through the movie. She becomes a schizophrenic. Like, she has a total switch and collapse of any semblance of a human character that she had been. And becomes a neutral, like confusing dialogue bot. And it's not even fucking good dialogue to boot. It's just so bad. 
it's not like they had a lot of places to go from the start in terms of character growth or character arcs. But at least Christian has one. Anastasia's character arc is to be as confusing as possible the whole time. And he ends the movie confused and hurt. And she ends the movie angry for getting what she asked. And there's just not a lot more to say because after he tries to approach her and patch it up again, she says, fuck you, fuck off. And in the morning, she leaves. And he tries to catch her and tries to convince her once again to stay. And she says, fuck you, and walks into the elevator. Now, interesting thing. I want to, know, I want to get your opinion on this. Because okay. the way the director wanted to do the ending scene would have been a bit of a change to the script. But the director wanted, when he's approaching her and she stops him before she gets on the elevator to leave, the director wanted her to stop him by saying red, which would have been the safe word. It would have stopped him. And E.L. James wanted it to be a faithful adaptation. So instead, she just yells at him a bunch. And personally, I think the director had the correct artistic decision. And it would have been better if he, if she had said red to stop him. I think that would have been better. That would have been a better ending to the movie is if she once again le leaned into the fucking crazy and used the word from his world to stop him and then fucked off. That would have been incredible. And I did say at the end, I said, uh, if she leaves and they never speak to each other again, I'll forgive the movie all of its sins. But no. I like both of the proposed movie endings more than the ending in the book. That's what I'll say about that. <laughs> I right. just reread it. So uh, we do not have time to do the quotes, unfortunately. Yes, we do. Okay. All right, fuck it. I don't want to read some of these oh, don't. out loud. Uh, that's why I'm doing it. Okay, good. Now, I have to give my rating. This movie gets, I, I gave it a three and a half out of 10 when we finished it, but the more I've talked about it, the more it's like, no, this is a two, if not a 1.8. The actors tried so hard to do acting the whole time. And you can see it when Jamie Dornan's a good actor. Yes. Dakota Johnson's a good actor. Yes. They do good acting, but it's always in subtle shit. It's never in dialogue. It's never in lines. It's always in some little shit in the way that they're moving, the way that they're interacting with objects. That's where the good acting happens, okay? That's the redeemable part of the movie. That's the 1.8 to 2, okay? The director should not have directed this movie. She's, she had never done a motion picture to this point. She had only done music videos. And to boot... They're not well-known music videos. I'm not saying she's bad at her job. I'm saying I don't think this is a source material that you can trust with an amateur director. I think they get a new director for part two. That, you, well, yeah, she's on her IMDb. She's not listed as the director of the second one. Um, the author should have kept this shit to 
fucking fan fiction. This shit should have never been rewritten for a fucking movie. It's fucking atrocious. But you know what? At least Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson are hot. Let's hear some excerpts and get the fuck out of here. These are the 50, 50, 50, 50 lines from 50 is really what this is. Okay. Oh, my God. See, now you know why I didn't want to read some of these out loud. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. You sure you don't want to just call it right here? We're going to do some, but not all. First of all, the second option. Oh, God, sound bites for me. Desire pools dark and deadly in my groin. Fuck, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, don't you like the butt drawer? What's some other really madness ones? Uh, there's a lot about an inner goddess that we never mention. Uh, fucking suppose he returns with a cane or some weird kinky implement. Jesus Christ. Feel it, baby. There it is. He's my very own Christian, Christian Grey popsicle. popsicle. I don't... In what world is it sensible to refer to a penis as a popsicle? A classically warm body part should in no way be referred to as a cold, tasty treat. That night, I dream of dark places, bleak, white, cold floors, and gray eyes. First of all, his eyes in this movie are fucking black. They are not gray. His voice is warm and husky, like dark melted chocolate fudge caramel. Or something. God, it's so bad! Fuck! I must be the color of the Communist Manifesto. Jesus Christ. Written by a maniac. E.L. James, a horny motherfucker. But holy shit, stop writing. Just stop it. Never again. Why is it written like that? Grabbing it quickly, I squirt toothpaste on it and brush my teeth in double quick time. I feel so naughty, it's such a thrill. What? What the? Everyone read this and said it was good? Yo! That's not. Holy shit! I should have just read the book and done a book review. What the fuck is that? The inner monologue is more insane than everything I watched. I don't make love, I fuck. Hard. Get real! Fucking hell. Oh yeah, there's the... Why are we looking at a playroom? I am mystified. You want to play on your Xbox? Oh, like you play on your Xbox. <laughs> that You can't refer to your sex dungeon as a playroom. Although, all he does in there is limp wrist around. So, all play, I guess. Jesus Christ. I, I like, like your... Kinky fuckery, I whisper. That's it. We're done. All over. No more. Wait, no. Christian, you are the state lottery, the cure for cancer, and the three wishes from Aladdin's lamp all rolled into one. End it all. I'm done. 
Okay, that's it. Fucking A.